0: I want to talk about how sometimes unexpected events are handled, how our kids take it, how we deal with
1: it. That's a really good topic because I feel like as a parent of a Syngapian, you have to have kind of like an um, unanticipated tool belt on you at all times. Right. It's like, it's funny because when people, when therapists talk to you about it, they're like talking about you know like redirecting the behavior and stuff like that I don't just walk around with like Kai's favorite toys like or favorite whatever attached at my hip at all times so it's like I always have the resources available so I think that's a really good topic I think that we kind of all probably all professional (laughs) unanticipators
0: yeah that's great Hello and welcome to Syngap 1 Stories, hosted by me, Ashley Fry. Every couple of weeks, I spread information and awareness about a rare disease that affects my son, Nathan. It's called Syngap 1. I chat with parents, siblings, caregivers, and others about the challenges and successes of their journey with someone impacted by Syngap 1. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Hello, everybody. I am so glad to be back on the mic and chatting with someone who I view as a very close friend. I've gotten to know her over the past about two years now, I think it's been. Um, We first met at the conference in Nashville in 2022. Did I get that right? Yes, 2022. And um, we've been friends on Facebook and Slack ever since. And so I am absolutely pleased to introduce you to Miss Jess Johnson. She has Kai, who is five years old. He'll be five in July. And her husband, Marcus, uh, they also have a stepdaughter who lives in Virginia Beach. Her name is Ryland. She's 13. And they live in Maryland together. Um, so Kai was diagnosed at two. And he, when I met him in 2022, he was about four, I think, at that conference. And I think everybody who was in Nashville remembers him for this just massively huge smile that he walked around with constantly. And like having that as my first introduction and impression of Kai was just like, this child is a Aww. saint. He is such a sweet baby. Um, and he I knew that so I just sweet. needed to get you and your family into my life. So
1: Jess, Aww. thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. The feeling is mutual and it's crazy because I think of you as a close friend also, but we've only really met each other two times in person. But I guess yeah. that's kind of like when you know, so when you know, you know, and you connect with somebody, especially on a topic like this. So and for sure. Too.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I feel like I feel a, a near instant um, connection with a lot of SYNGAP parents, especially if, if I've met them in person. It's like, oh, you get me. I get you. And, you know, we have that like, you know, that that crazy
1: um, commonality. Yeah, it's but like, I'm the same way around when I meet parents like in the community that have kids with disabilities or I'm like, oh, like I'm like, oh, attracted to you. Like, let's let's be best friends. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, and it's
0: like it's such a mutual understanding. It's like, oh yeah, I, I've had um, colleagues on campus reach out and say, "Ashley, I heard you had a similar experience at XYZ place. Tell me what you what you went through." And I'll, let me, like, I want to tell you what I'm going through.
1: Maybe we can bounce ideas off of each other to make it better. And I'm like, yes, it's yes from each other. It's like I've, I mean, like I met one mom recently through Effie. Um, She was in town and we had dinner and I met this other mom who lives like 15 minutes from me. Her daughter has a rare condition and, um, you know, totally different from Singaporean, but on so many levels we can connect. And recently she's had this big, huge fundraiser in the area. So it's just nice to connect and like bounce ideas off of each other, share resources. Um, Right now, Kai's having some challenges in school and I've been kind of like in contact with her, her about what she's planning on doing with her daughter for school. so. I think it really just makes you feel like not so alone and like, oh, you get, you, I can text you. And if you don't text me back until two days from now, I totally understand. And yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I am unabashedly proclaiming, like, as soon as I met you and your sweet family, I knew that I needed to just like collect you into my circle of people. I
1: feel the same same (laughs) way.
0: Yeah, so so we did. We met um, in Nashville two years ago, and uh, we just got to spend some more time together this past November and December in Orlando oh, at the yes. conference, the SRF conference. It was so much fun. Seriously, I had. See, by the way, you
1: did an amazing job, and oh, thing, I'm sure you will not volunteer again because that was not an easy <laughs> task at all. What a, what a big job that was! But you did such an amazing job, and it was. Such an amazing, I mean, the conference is like what I look forward to every year. I like had Uh severe withdrawal when we got back from the conference. I was like in like a kind of like, like I was like feeling really down and like blah. And I was like, I think I just am like having withdrawal from my Syngap 1 family. And, you know, like being around, you know, so many families with kids that get it it's like culture shock when you go back to your regular yeah. life and you're not around everyone that gets it. And even when you get to the airport and your kid like rolls on the ground and the first person rolls their eyes at you or like, looks at you kind of crazy. You're like, Oh, I'm not in Syngapyland anymore. <laughs> the bubble is no longer. Has <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I cannot take all the credit by, by any means. I had a wonderful team, supporting me and uh, our efforts for the conference so it wasn't just me um i won't be heading the conference for next year but and and this is the honest truth so i volunteered to like head it up basically the day after our conference in nashville i was like mike yeah you were, I, 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 I remember help. you were like deep in the kool-aid we all oh, oh my gosh room, like... oh i drank all of yes, the kool-aid I. Yeah. so uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I can do this. But at the time I was working from home and I had a lot of flexibility. Um, I still have flexibility now, but I'm I'm now working on a university college campus and I have to go there every day, which is significantly I, different than being out. I home. can't imagine
1: going into anywhere every day. Like that is gonna right. be a very hard adjustment for me. As a, a, you know, Syngap mom, I've been out of work since, you know, the pandemics, and that happened to me when yeah. I was diagnosed, and I haven't been back to work since. I've been working, you know, in different, you know, you know, kind of forms, but right. um, that's going to be a really huge thing for me to go back to work and I have to, like, get dressed and... I
0: don't... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was such an adjustment. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I'm not it looking forward to it a- at all, but... <laughs> Although, I mean, okay, yeah. So it, it has been nice. It has been very enriching yeah, so for my be, professional like, more of a person career. again, and yeah, yeah, like I talk to
1: adults yeah. on a regular basis. That's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> good one, actually when I do get out and I do get surround myself around other adults. I you can't shut me up because I'm just right. Ooh, interaction. So, yeah, pay attention to me. <laughs> You're over the age of. Yeah, <laughs> my new, my new, uh, soon to be, hopefully future coworkers probably think I'm a little annoying, but it's okay.
0: Eh, they'll learn to love yeah, you like we have. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so tell us about Sweet Kai and his amazing fun sunshiny personality Kai
1: is a character and I think that like you when you said like the first thing you noticed when you walked in was this huge smile and I think that's because Kai loves people and so whenever he's like around a group of people and he feels like it's a good vibe he is just like that's his happy place is like he's a social guy and so um he's kind of always been like that too um and that's, it would kind of like, didn't help us get some like diagnoses in a way because he was so social, but um, it also has helped us in a lot of ways too. So Kai um, loves, currently loves um, his, he's really starting to get into his iPad and using his AAC, which is very exciting. Nice. Um, for so long, he struggled with really navigating around the iPad, but now that he can like navigate it, he loves that he can like flip through YouTube and he's. He's deep in the iPad Kool Aid. Like, Uh for so long, I was like, I wish Kai would get more into his iPad so I could, like, put him somewhere for a second and he would sit there. Now it's like, I feel like I might have, like, created a monster in a way. (laughs) He's, like, really hooked onto it now. But he also really enjoys um, music. He's, like, loves guitars, um, like, Mm. drums, but most, like, really into guitars. Um, But I'm really finding that music is, like, a therapeutic thing for him. It's, like, his happy place. A lot of times, yeah. like, my husband, Marcus, listens to Southern soul blues music, and so Kai loves that, and so he'll, like, be listening to these songs that probably aren't the most appropriate lyrics, but he loves it, and he'll, like, clap along, and he'll be like, um, um, and, like, try to sing along, and I know he's not going to probably repeat the bad words, so it's okay, <laughs> music is, like, high on his list of things he loves, um, His sister is also high on the list of things he loves. Um, He's obsessed with her and he signs sister like this. And she was just here recently for winter break. And so it's always nice when she's able to come for a little while. But as Kai's getting older, it's getting harder and harder when she leaves. Because he's aware of more and he's able to express his feelings. And this last time when she left the whole day, he was signing sister sad to me. And I was like... Oh, lord break my heart without any words that's like
0: yeah and it was like also
1: great at the same time that he could tell me how he was feeling about his sister leaving yeah um, no so kidding that's a really nice relationship that they have it's probably also a little bit beneficial that she gets breaks from him i would think maybe i think that's like a positive sometimes but I she mm-hmm. was here all the time
0: yeah I know we have, um, some older nieces, Kevin and I, um, it's his brother's daughters and they are nine and 13, maybe going on 14 now. And so like, they're both kind of in this phase and have been, I mean, you know, little girls, they have been in this phase of like being the maternal figure and the, the boss and the person in charge. Right. So like, they're just naturally in there their state of being (laughs) when they're around little children and with Nathan,
1: it's just like this abundance of we're going to take care of him. We're going to do so sweet. That's how my nephews are. Also, It's (laughs) it's the best thing to see.
0: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, it's wonderful. And just like you said, like when they're here, it is fantastic and it's such an amazing bond to witness, but then also that separation like Nathan will talk about East is is his word for Elizabeth. He'll talk about East for days and weeks after. It's like East and like grab my phone, bring
1: it to me and say East, East. I you was know, like, "Okay, okay, we'll call her again. She's probably tired of you by now." <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Uh, Kai calls his cousin Austin. His name's Austin. He calls him "aw." Ah, Aw.
0: Ah. Oh. So, I love that.
1: That's super cute. Do they not live
0: uh close to you? No, so we're in Oxford, Mississippi, and they
1: are in um, Oklahoma City, which is about nine hours away. That's <laughs> very far. I'm so lucky that my sister lives close by because for so long she didn't, and then mm. she like finally settled like near where I am, and it's nice because recently, almost every Friday night, they come over and have a sleepover. Oh, I was able to like hang out with his cousins and that relationship's so important too, because I, you know, he's my only biological child so that, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're not around anymore, I think that the relationship he has with his cousins are going to be so important. So just like building that as they're young now, and they're the same way. They love taking care of him. The four-year-old one gives him medicine, gives him the medicine. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) So sweet.
0: That, oh, so it's that. really nice
1: and i also think it's making them more well-rounded kids too because they have this experience with kai that they're able to share maybe with their friends and
0: yeah yeah just like being exposed to other other kids. i think it's so helpful and the... yep exactly okay so let me ask you this i don't always get so personal with with guests but you and i have an open book you can ask me anything Okay, cool. So at the conference, um, I was starting to show and you didn't realize that I was a surrogate. So you were like rubbing my belly for luck. You just said that like Kai is your only
1: biological. Will, will you consider having more kids? Is that like on the agenda? So it's on the agenda. I've mm-hmm. been actively not trying to not get pregnant for about a year. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, no luck yet. But I'm open to other, I've I've realized that I'm 38. So I know that there's no, I got, I got to think about how old I am. I don't, you know, want to, I'm not Janet Jackson. I don't think I can be pregnant at 50. I just don't, I don't have that body. (laughs) I don't think I can do that. I I can't do that. So I'm not going to bounce back. So that's something that's also in the back of my head. So I think I'm going to probably maybe take more aggressive, you know, action, but also consider other things like adoption. Um yeah. that's something I've thought about um I think that's a really the more I think about it, the more I like the idea of it yeah. um but I just see when kaya's sister's here he's a different kid, and I see all the positive things I know there's like also it's hard some at times, but I think all in all every parent that I, all of you every mom I've talked to at the conference you know it's always something I'm asking like is it too much having another kid because to me i can't I don't know how you guys do it, but everybody says hands down they they absolutely wouldn't change it for anything and that it makes it just more of a well-rounded experience and it's you know like you get to experience the typical things the non-typical and even if your second child's not typical it's like you still get a different experience with that kid and what's most important is that they build this relationship as siblings with each other that they'll have each other for forever Yeah. yeah well, it's, to, be, it's, to be to be continued okay fair, fair me, enough. if i have any updates i'll for sure let you know okay okay thanks <laughs> yeah, i mean i know like i didn't have the best pregnancy with kai it was a pretty rough pregnancy so oh. you no know, like it's i'm not like su- i'm not like you know pregnancy's not something i was like sign me up again that was like, good <laughs> again like people like you who like just like glow when they're pregnant i was not that I was not the glowing one, but it's, you know, obviously something I would do again because it's a short time for a big reward. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is, it's difficult. Like, Kevin and I thought about maybe having a third at one point, but that was also before we learned nathan's diagnosis mm-hmm. and things were just starting to get hard and then like i know people make this decision and i don't judge anybody for their their personal decisions in their family life home life i it not my business i felt like it was it would be too hard on me to have another sibling for with with nathan yeah. considered um but i am so glad that I'm glad that he has his big brother. His big brother you know, I mean, is, let
1: me tell you, that kid is beyond spe- I mean, that is one amazing sibling. He is oh gosh, he's so he's like you should write a book about what you did to make them turn out this way because <laughs> you guys because what, what a gem he was. He was like walking with Kai up and down the steps, all of the siblings. He just and enjoyed it so much. Like you can tell that he really cares about these kids and he loves his brother so much. And he's going to be like possibly the next neurologist that cures got one. That's, that's like what these siblings are going to do. They're motivated to, you know, they yeah. live with it every day and they're going to be the ones that are going to really change the world. I think.
0: Yeah. And it's so cute too. Cause he'll say things like sometimes I get upset with Nathan but I wouldn't want any other brother other than Nathan. He's the best.
1: Yeah. It's, they, they, really, they really know. And, you know, uh, so my stepdaughter, when she's here, she just turned 13. So, mm-hmm. you know, she is great with – she's fantastic with Kai. But she gets her moments where she wants to be a teenager and wants wants a little bit of a break. And she just does – she does a really good job of, you know – she's, like, so patient. I, I just think there's, there's – she's made a different way. But – She also sees how special Kai is, and I'm sure Nathan's brother sees how special he is. And, like, you can't help but love these kids.
0: Yeah. Oh, hands down, they're the best.
1: They're the most empathetic kids you can ever ask for. They're amazing. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're amazing. It's interesting Mm -hmm. because my – so I have a best friend who has two kids that are close in age, and they've been around Kai since very early on. And one, the daughter's name is Marley, and she is amazing with Kai. She's so interested. She's always asking me like medical questions. Aww. And so my best friend told me the other day that she decided she wants to be a teacher. And I'm like, I we need more teachers like Marley in the world because it's yeah. clearly, like that's the type of person you want to be a teacher for your kid. One who's like when they're young, no, it's their their passion. They like have it in their blood. And this girl does. She's so cute. She's so cute. Aw.
0: I love that she's always
1: asking me questions. I'm like, I don't know, but I'll get back to you, Marley. I don't have the answer <laughs> on that one. Sweet. Okay, so tell me about
0: Kai's school. So he's five, and you mentioned that he's been having some difficulty at
1: school lately. Let's let's open. Let's that. open because this has been something that you know when he was first diagnosed, and I was able to find SRF through Facebook you know, you start reading about everyone's different concerns and you're thinking about you're at the age of your child and reading, you know, different ages of children. And you're like, is this going to be my kid? Is this going to be the situation? Is, you know, where does Kai fall on the spectrum with this? Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't do that now. So maybe he won't do it. Maybe I'm going to dodge this bullet. And then all of a sudden you realize you are in the story that you were reading on the Facebook post and you're like, Mm -hmm. wow. So I feel like, that's where I am right now with school. And Kai started school in, um, we call it, it's a PEP program here. So it's like a pre-K program for special um, special ed, but they also have um, typical peers. Uh-huh. So that was a great program. It was two, it was like very short. It was like two hours in the morning, but it was great, like introducing him to going to school and stuff like that. And then the next year he did full day kindergarten. There was also a uh, full day pre-k there was all okay. the peers in that class it was fantastic also he loves school awesome. he signs school all the time he loves going on the bus he would like one of his like motivators is the picture of his friends at school and so i was like feeling so lucky that he loves school because i couldn't imagine having a kid that doesn't love school and having to try to get them to go and that being so difficult and recently i think he's in the wrong placement um class right now, uh, he's in kindergarten, it's a special ed class, and there's six kids, four of them are in wheelchairs, and they're all different ages. So there's one that's, you know, a fourth grader, there's one that's a first grader, I think, and the rest are kindergarten. And um, majority of them are not, I mean, they're all nonverbal. Um, Some of them have like nurses with them all day too. So there's a lot of adults in the room. And I think that Kai is not being challenged and he's a little bit bored and he's not able to interact with his friends the way he's able to interact with his cousins and his other friends. And when he can't communicate to his friend what he wants and then his friend's not communicating back to him, it's like a a perfect storm of bad behaviors, frustration. And so all of that's coming out and um, kind of all really started about a month ago. I got a call that, um, there was an incident on the playground and that Kai's tooth was no longer in his mouth. And that I should oh. probably come to the school to take him to the dentist to make sure that it is gone out of his mouth completely and to figure out what's going on. And so I was already in my car on the way to school when this, cause I'm like, what? So I get there and I was like upset because when I saw him, he was, his mouth looked really bloody and bad and there was Aww. a missing tooth and he was not supposed, it wasn't loose. When he went to school, his teeth were not at all loose when he went to school. And when I got there, they couldn't tell me what happened. They, The the paraeducator, because the the teacher had left early that day, it had also sleeted a little bit that day. And they were outside on the play equipment, which probably wasn't It doesn't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. And so she said that they were all on the playground. Kai came up to her, grabbed her arm. She looked down at him and his mouth was full of blood. And I was like... Okay. So no one was watching him. Like, I, it's just very hard. And when your kid can't come home and tell you what happened at school, what the teachers are saying, and you want to trust what the teachers are saying, it's really tough. It's like, you want to seriously send a camera into a hidden camera into school on your kid. It's come to that because now it's like, so that happened. So the incident happened at school Kai was fine. The other tooth ended up falling out. He, and so now he has no front teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's still really sweet. Key, <laughs> it, actually, it hasn't affected his like talking or the, you know, like he actually has started drinking from a straw recently. So I don't think that's because he lost the teeth, but it's definitely not hurting him. Yeah. Oh, poor sweet guy. Oh, so, uh, then it's kind of been like each each week I get some kind of feedback from his teacher that he's having some difficult behavior in, in class. And I think it's so important to understand that behavior is communication for our kids and that if there's, there's a reason behind most of their behaviors and Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that they just have the capability or the, the knowledge about SYNGAP1 to deal with Kai and the his teacher seems like a very nice lady. She's been doing special ed for 22 years. She's got lots yeah. of experience, but even she said to me the other day that Kai is throwing her a curveball. And so I think, that's, I think that says two things. I think it says our kids are a little bit complex. They're not the typical special needs kid. And I think it also says that the professionals in the schools aren't trained adequately to deal with different types of special needs. Yeah. So they need to get on that Maryland. Um, and so it's just been every week's like new behaviors. He's like going up to his friends in the class and trying to, I'm getting feedback that he's trying to bite or like put his mouth on them. Um, I think he's trying to interact with them. I think he's trying to initiate some type of play, maybe kiss them, give them kisses or get the attention of the teacher because that's going to get their attention. Right. Right, And so I, the teachers just don't seem to know how to deal with it. And it's causing a lot of disruption in the class. And yeah. you, I don't know if you've had any experiences like this, but getting a call and hearing like your kid is going after the kids in the class and you've never seen that behavior from your kid at home is really upsetting. Yeah, for and sure. And then so even like this week when I dropped him off at school, because I take him to school two mornings a week after therapy um, his paraeducator, who he loves typically, he and who was with him when he had the, the losing the teeth incident, he doesn't want to go with her anymore. He's not, like, excited to see her. It's more like a, no, I don't want to go with her. So that's also, like, very telling.
0: No kidding. That's,
1: like, you know, it's not comfortable sending him to school. He he still likes to go to school. He's It's not like I'm forcing him to go, like, and he doesn't want to go. He still wants to go, but it's not the same excitement I used to see. And so yeah. that's kind of... Troublesome. So we, a psychologist came in today to observe him in the afternoon Uh and it within 15 minutes of being in the room, she said, why is this kid in this classroom? He is too skilled to be in here. He's bored. And it's basically everything that we, my husband and I were like saying. So we have a meeting set up with the psychologist and the principal for a couple weeks from now, but I think I need to get something like with the principal sooner than that. Cause it's just, I feel bad that he's been in this wrong placement this long
0: right so is this a public school yes okay and and i'm assuming he has some kind of iep yes. okay um wow okay so that's that's so interesting and telling that like somebody who didn't have any experience or knowledge about kai or probably even syngap one before she observed him
1: was immediately right. able to say i thought this this is this is what I think the problem is. He's not stimulating. I thought the same know. things. My initial reaction to having somebody come in to observe him was, you know, does this person know kai? Does she know? Does this person? I know they're a psychologist, They're they're qualified in some in some aspects, but do they know anything about syngap one? Do they know? It's just like, do you, you got to have a little bit of background, right? But I was also surprised that she was able to come in, not knowing anything about. I'm assuming she's not knowing anything about SYNCAP1. Maybe she does. I don't know. But I don't think she does. And right away could see that. this. And, and then there's this teacher who's been there for 22 years and is not – didn't see that. And it's been – he's been in school for six months now. So that's – Right, right, right. So, so
0: is the school – is the school like, like any other school where there are just regular neurotypical classrooms and this just happens to be the self-contained room? Yes.
1: So it's in a public school and I'm – so I'm thinking yeah. that he, he needs to be in a gen ed class with a one-on-one, I feel yeah. like is the best option. Yeah. Um. Or maybe not a public school. Yeah. I think. Oh, man. I don't know. Okay. But, you know, this is, this just happened to like, this is all happening like this week. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I will also TBD, keep you posted on that. But I don't know. It's kind of like probably a crossroad a lot of us come to is what to do school-wise with our kids. Yeah. 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 That is definitely not
0: something that like we wondered whether it was going to affect us with our children. Yes. It's yeah. If you have a single gap child, you are going to deal with the education system in some form or fashion,
1: uh, throughout, not just once or twice. No, yeah. It's, it, it's a challenge. And it's one of the reasons why I'm still not at back to work yet, because it's really hard to know that Kai's, you know, a lot of days I go pick him up from school some days. Um, I take him to therapy in the morning. So, it's hard to feel comfortable to like really get a job and be able to perform well at that job knowing that he might not be in the right the yeah. right place. Um yeah. so I guess it also depends yeah. on where you live. Some counties probably have better public schools than others. I know that my county's public schools are probably offer a lot more than other counties, but I still don't know if it's offers what Kai needs.
0: Yeah. It's such a it's such a cluster. Like the puzzle pieces are all scattered, and like some of them have been half chewed on. There's no way to know if any of us
1: are doing the right thing, right? right. Like it's it's right just, there. you just, yep, exactly. Well, you just kind which of which is like why the community is so helpful because yeah, a lot of it comes from that, right? And like <laughs> trusting your gut and instinct
0: can take you so far until the resources available to you. Fit, like they're just not available, which we haven't run into yet. But I feel like there's a ceiling to what we have going on right now. Um,
1: but I mean, you're so right. Yeah. Jeez. Well, okay. To- so the other thing that I want to oh no 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 you- I was going to say Kai got an autism diagnosis this year at Chop too. So we're hoping that we'll mm-hmm. see a difference also in what we're able to get as far as services for him now that he yes. has that. Hopefully, maybe even school wise there might be things available to him that weren't available last year.
0: Yeah. I want to go back to something that you said earlier too. You said because Kai is so personable and outgoing and like wants to be social with people that was, that's very similar to Nathan mm-hmm. too. Like Nathan's eye contact is not always as spot on as what you want to see from a neurotypical child,
1: but that was like, they are very similar
0: yeah, that, like they really want to be around people. They want to socialize. They want to interact and play. They just don't always have the skill set to do mm-hmm. so adequately. Right. And that was something that like we, we put Nathan in front of mm-hmm. behavior therapists and psychologists and um, psychometrists. And they're all like, well, you know, we don't think that he has autism, but yada, yada, yada. And then we started seeing like all of the children who do have an autism diagnosis Receiving more of those services, and I was like, "Damn it,
1: I want him to have autism." <laughs> like, let's force this diagnosis like, on they him. They gave me a chop. They were like, "When they they said, you know, he they did the test, and they were like, he's very on the borderline, so much so that yeah. we're going to leave it up to you whether you feel." And so we're like, uh, "Yes, please sign us." Yeah. And yeah. then they were like, "Okay, do you, the, it." Was almost like, "Do you guys need a minute to like absorb this?" And we were like, "We're good." No. Thank you like and check it, that box it's Yeah,
0: right right and like and the other thing too i can't remember who who told us this Who t- i don't even remember who told us. they were like don't portray your child like in the setting where you're seeking help and a diagnosis so that you can receive services don't highlight all of their good points right yeah just like double down on the
1: worst possible day you have ever seen like that we have to think out what we're gonna say to people to make sure that we're able to receive services for our child Uh -uh. like this is messed up the system's messed up no for sure and
0: someone was even like just load them up with a whole bunch of sugar and then take (laughs) them to that appointment (laughs) and i was like oh that's actually not a bad idea
1: write that one down Right.
0: Like, I mean, if you really, if you are like desperate for services or like getting a diagnosis, don't, don't say, well, he's normally just totally awesome, but there are these sometimes, no, it's like make the sometimes the all the time, because those are the, those are the hard parts, right? right? Like those are the most difficult, challenging experiences to live through as a parent. And, you know, probably as, as the Syngapian
1: themselves too. Maybe that's what the teachers are doing. Maybe they're trying to build a case for Kai to get him out of the class because they see it's not the right placement. You know, maybe mm. it's, I don't know. To try to think of all people as doing the right thing, I hope that that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, well, I definitely want an update on that. Yes, we will get one. Okay. So something that's been on my mind very recently, and um, all right, so today is January 25th, everybody. If you are someone who lives in uh, America, you may have experienced a winter storm from hell. Um, this past couple of weeks and so I would like to bring up how challenging unexpected situations can be for our Singaporeans and home life and like how to adapt and how to like figure out what the heck to do when things fly off of the routine yeah okay so we live in mississippi we don't get a whole lot of snow like ever like maybe i think the last time we had a decent amount of snow was in 2021 in february and like mississippi just doesn't have the infrastructure to plow or the resources to store salt so when it comes to like a snow or ice or sleet or something that sticks to the ground for multiple days the entire town shuts down and i'm, I'm talking about like literally everything just stops yes. and people are just confined to their
1: homes um and don't know what to do with themselves like it's snow pockets. Yeah, I I'm, I'm sure I have a friend in Georgia who said that happened. I think that in 21 is when it happened. There was like the the whole the chaos of like the infrastructure and everything, but yeah, it's like I'm sure the everything shuts down in a way that's safer, but it's definitely not convenient right. for some people that need to get out of their house for more than 10 days. It's like, it's <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I mentioned,
0: okay, so today's the 25th of January. My boys went back to school today for the first time since January 12th after being home for a month for Christmas, right? So like all of us parents who have children with special needs were like gouging our eyes and like pulling our hair. We just did not know what to do anymore. And so I just kind of want to chat about what tools we have in our arsenal to keep things kosher <laughs> when everything else flies off the
1: handle? Well, I, so yeah. That's, what do that's you It's a do? good topic. So I think, um, am I allowed to say bad words on here? No, probably not. Uh, I think the first thing is to have a S-H-I-T ton of toys that you're like, <laughs> but usually those don't work out anyways. So I think it's always important to... You know, try to whatever your kid is into, whatever they like, or whatever they enjoy doing. Find a way you can do it, whether it's inside. Kai loves cars, he loves music. So, you know, he was home for a couple of days, and it's interesting too because I was like, he, he'll probably want to go play in the snow. He wasn't mm-hmm. interested in playing in the snow because I was like, that'll be a good activity, it'll tire him out. Great. Uh-huh. Um, but he wasn't interested in it. So, that was kind of like, wasn't ready for that. And then you know, I do have a SHIT ton of toys, but he was really into like listening to music and I and playing music. So we did a lot of that. Um, but I think that like being prepared for unanticipated situations are something is something that all SYNGAP parents have to be good at because whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, distracting a behavior or redirecting, um, I think being prepared for something you aren't always prepared for, I always take notes too. Like whenever I travel, I take notes because something always happens when you travel that you it's yep. unexpected. Um, and so like even just learning from experiences and learning from what other people are doing, I think is really important too. Yeah, I... <sighs> I always try to plan like,
0: okay, we're going to do this for 30 minutes. And then I have to remember, no, it's probably going to be like five. Minutes. <laughs> We've got That's five gross. minute window increments. Um, no, like that. I think that was the hardest part is like not having the accessibility of just like sending them outside and run around on the grass. Right. Because like, you know, after, after day one of snow, then it's icy and it's slippery and then you do want to get sick and
1: uh huh. So, so uh-huh. you don't want to be outside playing in the snow. Let's be honest. Like you, you might not ever play in the snow. Like, yeah,
0: you just gotta um, be happy. <laughs> okay. So I will say that because, like, literally everything shuts down, and especially in our neighborhood, where we have a really hilly neighborhood, and there's one way in and one way out, and it's just like I don't know, maybe forty or fifty houses around here. I don't know. But like when it when it snows, everyone just kind of sleds on the streets. Right, and so so we had him out on one of those little saucers, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh huh, and we would spin him down the street. Did he love that? And then like, did he hmm. love that? I'm sure he. Loved that. Oh my gosh, he absolutely loved it. But it would it, it, it would always end in him crashing into something. Right, which is what he loved <laughs> right? most about so, it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. So here we are, like videoing our child slamming
1: into you know a tree <laughs> or a mailbox, or whatever. Like, yay. <laughs> Well, I have a funny snow story. So, um, on one of the snow days, uh, Kai and I were in our neighborhood, and it, I have a SUV. I have a Jeep Grand Cherokee. She should feel kind of safe in my neighborhood. That's somewhat plowed, um, uh-huh. so I'm not probably going very fast. And I hit a patch of ice, and so as soon as I hit the patch of ice, I started kind of swerving. As soon as I started swerving, uh-huh. Kai starts cracking up. Like dying laughing. Ah. And so I'm like swerving, trying not to hit a, another car, person, or mailbox. And we ended up going into <laughs> a little ditch. And when we hit the ditch, dying laughing. I'm like, you right. have my, best experience. An amusement ever. park ride. And so, <laughs> so, and it was not, but so that was a fun little experience. So that took up a little bit of our snow day time because we were stuck in a ditch for. About 30 minutes so and I was in his yeah. favorite place in the car to play so it all worked out and marcus perfect marcus me out but i think that yeah having activities planned is really important but at the same time you also have to have a good attitude and know that like even if you have a plan it's most likely not going to work out yeah like, go, you just have to like enjoy the time you get to spend with your kids try to wrap your mindset that way and yeah, okay, try for 10 days. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> No, I'm, I'm being
1: a little days. bit pessimistic. Because um, I, like, you know, I, mean, I like, did a little skip back to my house when I put Kyle on the bus that first day he went back to school. Uh-huh, I was, like, uh-huh. I thought it was the first day of school. I felt like it was day one of school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that was me today
0: at work. I was like, oh, <laughs> look at all these adults I get to chat with. Hooray. <laughs> no, it was, um, yeah, I mean, we, we tried different things. Like, we tried cooking together, and we tried doing this. But, like, honestly, my patience just wore down after,
1: like. I'm not going to lie to you. Kai watched his iPad a lot when he filmed Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. he did. we did a lot of that. at the end of the day, he, that makes him happy. And he, you can't, like, you know. Yeah. Okay, so
0: I want to ask um, my ending questions I try to do with everybody if I don't forget. So tell me the coolest thing or, or the thing that you are most proud
1: of in Kai over the past year or so. And this, that's an easy one. So about, I guess it's been two months ago, Kai was drinking bottles up until two months ago, like baby bottles. Oh, wow. And my husband was working on him really hard. I have to give Marcus all the credit for this. Um, well, and his like therapist and stuff like that too, but mostly Marcus, because you know, I got to give him the credit, but he started drinking out of a cup and a straw and so he's got rid of the bottles and I don't have baby bottles in my life anymore, which I thought was never going to happen. And it seems like such a little thing, but it was such a big thing that I was like the day that I don't have to clean baby bottles anymore is going to be a gift the day. I don't have to buy horizon vanilla milk. That's not cheap. (laughs) It's going to be a gift. And so it's, that's been the most exciting thing is seeing him really reach a goal and be able to like drink out of a straw and drink out of different sippy cups. And he spills quite often, but that's okay because he gets Uh a lot of water in his mouth and in his system, which is also great because he wasn't getting so much water before. So that's another good thing. Um, And I'd say, I have to also say just like his continual progress in communicating um, and si- and you know, signing, and he's starting to put two and three signs together now, which is really cool to see. Oh, that's the awesome. other day was signing. Grandpa likes football. <laughs> he was learning the sign likes, and so uh-huh. all about grandpa, and he watches football videos because they remind him of grandpa. Because grandpa's always watching football, and he said, uh-huh. and I taught him likes, and he said grandpa, and I was just like, that is like so cool. It's like so. That's amazing. put a, like, you know, communicate and you see the excitement in their face and it's just great. Yeah. All right. So, any
0: advice that you can share about how to live a happier or a happy life with
1: Syngap? Become friends with us and the Syngap One community because it makes life <laughs> so much better when you have friends that you can, even if they're not in the same state, even if you only see them two times in, in the last three years. Um, having a community to reach out to has like been everything, I think. Um, I also yeah. think that just taking all the little things at, you know, embracing all the little accomplishments and they're big, they're big accomplishments with, you know, any little accomplishment is a huge accomplishment for our kids and we should like celebrate every single one of them. And I think that life's going to feel a lot fuller with a lot more really exciting accomplishments than ones that, you know, like you're just anticipating and happen. It's like, right. you know, like I, I never would have imagined, you know, raising a kid and having to like totally change my career and become a stay-at-home mom and, you know, learn all these things I'm learning about, but I wouldn't change it either because I just feel like it's made me a better person. Yeah. Yeah. That's really gotta good. to find a purpose in, in why your life is the way it is. And I think that it's really important to have a good outlook and think that, like, this happened for a reason. It's not always, you know, easy to think of this happened for a reason, but you got to kind of have that approach. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're so uplifting. <laughs> I'm like, not I'm always. But I, I, I feel like it's like you have to change your own mindset because if you. I'm a good faker till I make it kind of person. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes in life you got to fake it. So you make it. And then it kind of just like catches on and. Gotta go with it. That should be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you <made it. laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, Jess, um, I, I try to emphasize this all the time, but I really appreciate how much, um, time you have given me tonight just chatting and I know that our community is going to love hearing your story and Kai's story so thank you so so much much fun thank you so much (laughs) all right everybody stay well and we will chat with you again soon bye if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and like us wherever you're listening for more information about today's guest and Sengap one please check out our show notes your suggestions are always welcome please email us at ed at dot oneorg